to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Can you free Emma from the darkness? Sure. But with a caveat. Darkness like this takes a hold of the person finds its way deep inside where nobody else can see so if i'm to free you from his grasp i must know one thing emma is your heart truly ready to be free because it is as much up to you as me Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie de Simone. Namaste. And this is an arts and crafts project, Gone or What Ride. We also talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm good. How are you? I am fantastical. I, and I, as well as us, uh, who, who, you've us? Come, who, who, who you've come to expect mm-hmm. on Greetings from Storybrooke, because, well, we're the host of the show, after all. Yep, so we should be here. Uh, yeah, but we also have a big old chat room Wait. over at live.universebox.com that... Comes together every 8.30 p.m. EST. Every 8.30 p.m. If there is an 8.30 p.m., they are there. They are, it's always 8.30 p.m. It's EST always- somewhere. <laughs> uh, at live.universebox.com on Monday nights, uh, to be specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have uh, Poke Canada and uh, UVM Marie. That's you. Hey, that's me. Uh, Bobby, Angel, Amy, uh, Sage of Earth. Hot uh, beverages. Hot beverages. All sorts of people. All sorts of friendlies. Mm-hmm. All of the friendlies. So excited to talk about all Yay. sorts of once upon a times. Really? All sorts of once upon a times. All sorts. <laughs> okay, Anne Marie. Well, why don't you go ahead and get us started with our rhyming episode summary? Okay. Henry is dizzy with Violet, his crush. Her friend's own rejection turns his young heart to mush. But who squeezes Violet's hint? It's his mother. A secret mom, too, is hyped to uncover. Merlin's past with the Dark One is revealed. Will his broken heart ever be healed? Merida trains Rumple. Will he land on a stretcher? The gray one arises in this week's Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. That seems a little darker than the Dreamcatcher, actually. Dreamcatcher. Interesting. What'd you think, Amory? Do you like it? That was a good squeal. That was a good squeal? Versus a bad squeal, like, uh, yeah, yeah, that would be more of a growl, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but you liked it, you I liked did like it. it. How about you? I, I thought it was good, I thought it was good. Uh, I, I've seen better, I've seen worse, uh, but I, I feel like I, I was on the edge of my seat for it, though. Yeah, there, there was one plot line really I didn't like too much, but well, you know, overall, there's always going to be at least one yeah. plot line we don't like. But I'm brave enough to get through it, I think. Uh, but uh, why don't we go ahead and get started talking about the main episode here. Okay, uh, so uh, first of all, I, you know, it, it, that end scene with Regina uh, and scene. Emma, Sorry. Emma yes. on the porch that 
recalled, um, you know, the, the the first scene from the pilot where Emma's like, I'm going to stay in town. I'm going to – Henry's my kid. You yeah. can't have him. All that. It, it, very reflective of that. But yes. uh, Regina says to Emma – you know, uh, just like, you know, I've been following Dark Ones a long time. Yeah. I've been a fan for forever. <laughs> yeah. I've always been a fan of the Dark One. And she says that everything is a manipulation. Yeah. I, so so this – I've been thinking, you know, the, the whole season pretty much that this whole mm-hmm. curse thing, this whole Dark One, Emma, and Storybrooke thing isn't all it's cracked up to be. And this line makes me feel that I, I'm, I'm pretty right on about that and that the whole thing is a ruse by Emma towards some end. Yes. Uh, now, I was thinking about what – and that could be yes and my my theory right now is that well they say in this episode that uh the united excalibur the the dagger and the mm-hmm. sword yeah you bring them together yes and it can either destroy all light magic mm-hmm. or all dark magic yes so i think what she's done here is that she's uh created this curse thing she has the and i i'm still of the opinion that uh the reunited dagger and sword are in the stone right now in storybrook but haven't we've seen the dagger since we've been in storybrook but no but not since we saw the we've stone. not seen emma controlled by the dagger so i think it's a, i think it's the fake dagger from last week's episode uh, i still think it's last the dagger well emma has the dagger that yeah. was the thing like when mm-hmm. they landed back at your granny's um you know regina went to get the dagger and it wasn't there because and yeah. emma's like you think i'm gonna leave that line around? i think it's all a ruse a clever well, I'm ruse, sure it's a ruse. By, by dark one emma i think it's already it's all already been reunited and she wants to destroy dark magic forever so she needs to get that sword out of the stone right and so they, they hence the rumple yes. and everything else hence the rumple yeah hence that's the why we have the rumple you, you know and uh i, I also uh, you know i think uh uh, basically, she wants to destroy all dark magic so she can destroy it from herself. Because, okay. you know, obviously, uh, Rumple number two, mm-hmm. Head Rumple, is, is, is driving her mad. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, she, she doesn't want to be the dark one forever. Uh, so I think this, We don't think. I think this is the way she's seen to get rid of that dark magic, not just in herself, but in the world entirely. Okay. I, but I, Merlin does kind of give her some indications about how he can free her from the darkness mm-hmm. uh, in the in Granny's Diner in the flashback yeah. this episode. And uh, says that uh, she can be freed from the darkness if she becomes completely open and unguarded, if she opens up her heart. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really sound like Emma as we know her. No. At all. It's definitely not. So so I, I think this is like Emma's alternate plan versus the Merlin plan because she doesn't want to let that guard down that right. Emma has always had as a but, character. But I, I – I have so many confusions about that, though, because what exactly does that is that going to entail? Like, mm-hmm. what is she going to have to do? Spew out deep, dark secrets and thoughts of her heart? Because didn't we do that in Neverland a little bit? Well, I, th- I think it's just a situation where she's going to have to, instead of coming from a guarded place, a protected place, a place where everyone she's ever cared or, you know, everyone's betrayed her, you know, yeah. her whole upbringing and everything yeah. that has created Emma as we know her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to have to be open to everything, to love. She's going to have to be open about her own intentions at all times you know all that kind of stuff and i think that's mm. the price she's going to have to pay to get rid of the stark one power at least via merlin yeah where i think uh maybe this whole scheme she's running in the background yeah uh is a, is to avoid that 
because she, that that would fundamentally change the character. Yeah. I but I also uh, think think hmm. that the reason she maybe part of the reason she's having to put this whole ruse on, yeah, is because maybe Merlin, you know, he's saying she has to, you know, completely open her heart up and everything. Maybe his intentions aren't as pure as they seem. Maybe hmm. maybe Merlin is the big bad. I'm still kind. Of, I mean, we we do see some of his origins this week. Yeah. Uh, but I still think he might end up being the big bad of the seeds, and I think Arthur's. A, a red herring. You think Arthur's a red herring? Yeah, I think Arthur's um, a red herring. Going with that, uh, Hop Beverages pointed out that Merlin did say not to pull the sword from the stone, even if she had good intentions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's something with that. I mean, but it could be that could be like a self protection thing for Merlin. He sees that this plan, or yeah. that she, her enacting this plan, and he's like, ah, then my uh, mm-hmm. my thing isn't we'll going to happen. Yeah. So so he 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 goes to her as a child and tells her that to try and keep her from doing it. That's fair. But uh, That's yeah, fair. just some thoughts about manipulations and whatnot. So, Excalibur. So, Excalibur! Why does Emma think that Rumpel is the hero that can get the sword from inside the stone? Mm-hmm. Main question, though, how did the sword get back in the stone? <laughs> Why is the sword back in the stone? And here's I where understand. I traditionally turn down your volume just a touch. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing that really confuses me. It's like, okay, even going with your whole thing that it's already put together, why mm-hmm. did we shove it back in the stone? Why, like, what is the key that, like, is there a new prophecy? Because we still I, don't really get the prophecy. Well, I, f- I feel like we're one or two flashbacks away from having this whole thing figured out. Oh, good. Because we're it, about that, a quarter of the way through the season. Those are definitely some of the big questions still. Like, why is it mm-hmm. back? in the stone why that's been killing me it's like why is it back in the stone my my guess if i if i had to theorize here and keep in mind i know nothing about anything uh but my my theory would be that they uh were able to forge it back together Mm -hmm. and then emma was like oh snap merlin's not who he appears to be and i gotta get rid of this dark magic back in the stone curse was the stone even just like chilling in um camelot because it was off in the woods it was off in the woods. It, but, I mean, Emma's dark one. She can just go poof, and she's out there at the stone. That's true. You know? That's true. That's easy. And plus, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the area where the stone was might have some utility in getting the, the sword and back the in, uh, thing back together. Which was going to be um, Bobby's asking you questions. Yeah, I got that. Okay. Um, how exactly do you reunite a dagger and an Excalibur? I'd imagine uh, dark one, hammer, magic. heat. Magic. Hammers and heat. Hammers and heat. Interesting. I don't understand. Woodward and Burns scene. Woodward. I don't even get that. That's uh, from Watergate. Oh, uh, I'm dumb. Day. I don't get things. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just, there's lots of questions with Yoldi Excalibur. Mm-hmm. And my biggest is why is the sword back in the stinking rotten stone? So, Well, why do you think it is? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. This is the question because last time we saw it, Arthur still had the, the sword. Mm-hmm. Not in the stone. Attempting to attack Merlin who goes silly little man you know the broken sword can't hurt me <laughs> which was entertaining to me and I mean I still have the questions about the prophecies but that's not really Excalibur are you yeah. do you need me to keep going no no yeah, yeah go ahead for, uh, one second if you, if you want to <laughs> are you doing a voicemail is, is there anything from, is there anything from the chat room um let's see the power of the characters okay let's see um angel plot twist the power of the characters together is worthy of Excalibur um say Sage says, personally, I think it could be Henry isn't the heart of the truest believer. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy says, because it's been in the stone the whole season. <laughs> 
because of the movie. Gold is probably a blank slate, meaning he'd be a good possible choice. Mm-hmm. But again, if you try and pull the sword from the stone and you fail, you die. Very true. To, uh, you know, poof. You die a lot. You do. You do. You die a lot. So, so there's that. There is that. Um, yeah. Okay, so... Oh, okay, you were playing with effects tonight? Hello? Oh, hello, hello. Merlin! (laughs) Yes, this week we meet Merlin uh, in the the episode officially. He he comes in, he's not just a usher at a theater. He's, He's the flesh and blood wizard of all wizards. But he leaves us with more questions than answers, I think. I one of the a couple of the big questions uh, that came to mind to my mind anyway. Uh, why did he lie to Arthur about the state of the sword? Why did he tell him he could he would be able to go get this completely united sword? Uh, did he ever say that it was going to be a completely united sword? He probably just said well, you can pull Excalibur. Arthur Arthur certainly well I'm sure thought he did. Well, but we don't know what the exact wording of ye old oh, prophecy. Oh, say to Earth, ask if I'm the Wizard of Oz. Uh, Duh. Hold on. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you know, we don't know. Merlin was ju- just told Arthur that, you know, pull the sword from the stone. You'll be the king. Ta-da. But mm-hmm. we don't know how that was, that uh, statement was delivered. Yeah, we, we've never seen the prophecy delivered. We have yet to see the prophecy. So we don't know. He may have just said, pull Excalibur from the stone. Mm-hmm. Nowhere there does it say it's all of Excalibur. Well, obviously, no, no matter how it went down, Merlin was very disappointed in how Arthur interpreted oh, he Prophecy. Not so happy with him, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I'm wondering, you know, what maybe what Merlin had to gain from telling Arthur that, telling him, you know, this false prophecy, assumed false prophecy. I wonder if it was just like, I'll tell him that the sword is whole and that it will reunite the kingdom and everything, so he'll go get it, find out it's broken, and do a lot of honorable things to put it back together, not realizing that it would be the complete opposite. That Arthur's a jerk face. Yep, jerk face. Yeah, in in protection of his kingdom. Still a jerk face, though. But it wasn't his kingdom when he started mm-hmm. being a jerk face. And I, I, another thing is, I, I'm still questioning Merlin's intentions yeah. overall. Like, yeah. I, I mean, obviously this episode we see that he had his heart broken. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, he had his, his true love ripped from him. But in some the, way, shape, or form. Yeah, but at the same time, I still think he has dark intentions somewhere in here. I, which brings me I, we should probably talk about his lost love a little bit. Yes. It gets mentioned right up front in this week's episode. Oh, yeah. Turns him into a tree. Yeah, in the, in the tree. Well, I, I, the original Dark One <laughs> uh, that doesn't have a name on the dagger I, d- turns him into a tree. Right. We're not positive that says Lady Love. No. But it seems pretty likely. It seems very likely. Well, because why else wouldn't mm-hmm. he be able to stab him? Yeah, and uh, why else would he be like? Uh, you, it, it makes sense with what he says about you know you took my love from yeah, me. Which, I, the dark power right. is holding his love hostage, basically. Yeah, maybe it was just the power. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm just like going to keep jumping on all your, your stuff. Uh, oh, you think with the mask on that it was just the power? Maybe just, it was just Venom symbiote, dark one. Yeah, I mean maybe that's why it had a mask to give it a persona mm-hmm. type of deal. I don't know. It, the, this is all new i kind of like that idea i like that it kind of makes sense and then once he's a tree it's like i kind of need a body and goes and attaches to somebody Mm -hmm. yeah and bobby brings up a good point i wish there was more of a timeline besides many years ago yeah that's awful i'll say poke canada seems to have fit right in with us since this is only their second week plot twist merlin's true love was johanna johanna did it for sure yes poke canada you fit right in okay but (laughs) another suspect a less likely suspect than johanna yeah uh 
for for Merlin's affections mm-hmm. is the Lady of the Lake. Uh, from I, I believe uh, the, the original the name was a Nimu, Nimu, uh, but the Lady of the Lake from Arthurian legend. Did I have the Wikipedia page pulled up here? You can look it up on your own time. Uh, but yeah, uh, she is very similar to the story we see in this week's episode. Uh, uh, she's first of all, she's the ruler of Avalon, where those magical sands came from. Oh, secondly, stupid sands of Avalon. In the legend, she she was the one who created Excalibur, and she turned Merlin into a tree after he fell in love with her. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, it all sounds really familiar. Ding 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 ding. ding. So I, I guess the big question left is, uh, is uh, his uh, love, uh, lost love the original Dark One, or is it somebody else in this original Dark One, mm-hmm. you know, intruded upon it? Yeah. But I, 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 have a, I still have a sneaking suspicion <gasps> oh. that, you know how once does the thing where all sorts of characters are all sorts of other characters yes. and everything? I, I think it's possible that the Lady of the Lake might also be blue. Because, I mean, Shady Blue, we're waiting on, on the delivery of Shady Blue. We've been waiting forever. Five seasons. I think th- I think this would be a really good way to do that. Go ahead. Um, Hope points out that Nimu or whatever is a title of an upcoming episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So, I, spoilers! Spoilers. Sorry. Spoilers. I think there's also an episode titled Lady of the Lake. Oh, well, then so, we've got a two-parter. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So was that, wait, was that all your stuff? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was about it. Emma, 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 Emma and (laughs) her heart collection. Emma. Emma. I don't know. Every time I say Emma, I think of uh, Degrassi, (laughs) but anyway. Um, The heart collection. So Regina shares one of the worst moments of her life with Emma, and that caused Regina to go evil and hate her mother and destroy tons and tons of people and things. Mm -hmm. And Emma is inspired. Yes. Quite. After looking like she was going to cry and fall over like Regina, mm-hmm. she put that in the back of her head and went, this is how I can destroy my child's happiness and save us. That was a really big shocking moment for me because this entire the entire episode up until that point, I was like, you know, this uh, dark one Emma in the white cloak, mm-hmm. you know, she's pretty legit now. Like mm-hmm. she was all kind of uh, sickly and like, eh, yeah, I'm possessed. Like uh, the last couple episodes mm-hmm. and, you know, all, all dark and brooding and stuff too. And I was like, yeah. you know what? This dark one, Emma, I think could be a functional could human be being. a hero. Yeah, you know, uh, in the world and everything. Dark one hero. Interesting. So, okay, so she was inspired. How did she know for sure that Regina's tear wouldn't work? There was nothing to indicate that it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, minus the fact that she's now with Robin, which kind of makes sense. But I mean, it was the loss of a first love. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still sad. Either, either she, you know, she has, uh, she can see through the matrix, the magic matrix a bit. I more think now she can see the, a bit through the matrix. Or either that, or she she tried the spell without Regina there. She was like, I'm going to do it right now, mm. you know, just to see. I, I could see that happening, yeah. too. And they just either cut the scene or it wasn't in there to begin with or whatever. Interesting. But I, I could see her doing like a test run. With with a with a test mm-hmm. here, a test, and uh, <laughs> and then doing the the plan B with Henry. Yeah. Okay. Then there had to be another way to get the tear instead of ripping out a thirteen year old's heart. Mm-hmm. And she promises to give it back, but does she give it back? I'm assuming she does. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'm Your not voice cracked there a little. Bit. I'm not convinced that she has given it back because she has Meredith's heart mm-hmm. somewhere on her person at all times. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which oh, that well. always confused me. Nani in the chat room says uh, mentions Emma's uh, trying to make up for being bad in Camelot by turning Henry into a hero. Henry, it points in the flashback this episode, very much reminded me of Arthur from the Sword in the Stone movie. Mm. Like not just his lankiness, yeah, the costume, the the clumsiness with the sword, even some of his like vocal inflections yes. and yes, stuff, yes, very yes. much reminded me of that character. Mm. Oh, I hope says uh, Emma might have known Regina's tear wouldn't work because Emma moved on from uh, first love with Neil to Killian. Maybe. Meh. I could see that. Meh. I could see that. I, I will never see that. Yeah, but you're a duck now. So it's Meh. okay. I'm the penguin. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, also... Has the darkness taken over so much that when Merlin asks her if her heart's truly ready to be free, she cannot answer yes, which we sort of already talked about because it just seemed very quick to go from we will do anything to get rid of the dark oneness in me. Mm-hmm. But my heart's not quite ready. Yeah, I, Like they haven't been there that long. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't really know. I'd also think that, you know, part of it might be that Emma is also seduced by this power. Well, that, yeah. That she is enjoying this power and she's seeing how effective it can mm-hmm. be because uh, she's letting herself Try. use it a bit more to kind of circumvent Arthur's machinations mm-hmm. and everything else. So I I, th- I think that could be part of it too, that, you know, she, she likes the power too much maybe. Well, you know, I But then again, that goes that. against my previous point that she's trying to get rid of the power, so... Right. So, but that's the thing. We don't know. Yeah. We have no idea. This uh, question marks. Question, lots of lots of question, question marks. marks. Lots of question marks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anne Marie. Yeah. Why don't you tell them about the Patreon? Hey guys, we have a Patreon. Do we? Uh, we do. As you know, right now we have three um, full weekly podcasts, soon to be two, but with three new, three to four new podcasts coming soon. And in order to do all that, we love your and adore all of your support. Specifically with our Patreon at patreon.com slash universe box, where you can make a monthly donation starting at 10 cents to, you know, whatever you want to give us. Um, we're going to mm-hmm. do all sorts of things, free ebooks, write you letters, sing you songs. Um, yeah, I, I will mention that uh, one, this page is going to get a major revamp sometime in the next couple of weeks. Yes. And two, our universe box podcast the podcast about everything is ending the last episode will be it is going on extended hiatus bobby's gonna start throwing things at you again uh but we'll be 8 30 p.m est this thursday uh and you're seeing me look at the calendar here uh the october 29th at 8 30 p.m est at live.universebox.com we'd really love to see a lot of people out there if if you can swing it we it'd be great to see you there for sure but, uh, but uh, yeah, we have 34 patrons uh, giving yeah, us. I was 200, like, where are we? I don't know. $213 a month. So thank all of you. Uh, by the way, we'll also be doing, officially be doing the We're So Lost podcast about Lost uh, anytime once or uh, Gotham aren't on, on the air. Uh, so so that's coming. And like I said, this is going to be revamped. We're going to have sometime in the so next much weeks. new content coming, guys. So yeah, much. Yeah, it's going to be content. great. And here's a picture of me pulling the sword from the stone at Disney World. <gasps> yeah! Complete with watermark. Yep, because uh, to... I'm not paying for it. And we're also having a contest, aren't we, Emery? We are having a Why contest. Why don't you tell them a little bit about that? Hi, we're having a contest. You can enter to win. Hold on, I can't. Get... Oh, I should have done this beforehand. It's a TV guide. <laughs> uh, TV guide from last fall. Yes. Uh, donated uh, lovely by uh, Jeff and Colleen over uh, Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Yes. 
uh, so. featuring the characters of Frozen on Once Upon a Time. Yes, which, you know, we liked them. We just didn't like what they got to do. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the, the way to enter this is there's a couple ways to enter this. Yes. You can, you can go over to uh, iTunes. iTunes and leave a review for our podcast. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We'd, lo- we'd love that, and we'll also read it on the show uh, mm-hmm. like we're going to do in a minute. Or you can... Make a social media post to kind of proselytize for the show. Tell people why you like our show, yes. why you listen to it, and encourage them to do the same. And mm-hmm. just to go ahead, if you do either of those things, it's real handy if you shoot us an email, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com to let us know. But if you do leave an iTunes review, uh, we will we'll see, see that. We'll see that for sure. Uh, like this one from CrazyJ414 – or no, sorry, Hood Queen. No, Hood Queen. Rather. Uh, Hood Queen says, I love Bill and Anna Marie. Uh, Anna Marie. Anna Marie. And enjoy how they relate songs and passion for Disney uh, drive the podcast. I agree with Anna Marie, Swanfire Forever. Swanfire Forever! One of the best podcasts ever in the world. Better than Serial and This American Life. No, she didn't say any of that. No, uh, we're not she great. or he. Uh, but we thank don't. you very much, Hood yeah. Queen. And, thank uh, you, Hood Queen. This is the last week. Uh, we're going to draw the winner next week on the show. <laughs> so if you don't enter this week... You can't win the TV guy. Can't win it. You can't win it. Okay, uh, just a little point here to get us back into the uh, episode discussion, I suppose. I, okay, so Emma has this big uh, Etsy shop of uh, Dreamcatchers <laughs> in her shed. I love the Etsy shop of Dreamcatchers. And we, we get the reveal that, you know, uh, well, one, that she can see memories through these Dreamcatchers. Right. And two, that the one that uh, Regina and Robin and Belle and Hook mm-hmm. steal from her place mm-hmm. holds a specific memory about Violet and the heart pulling and all of that. So I'm wondering, uh, are the ones that are stored in her shed, all those dozens of dream catchers in Emma's shed, do they hold all of the lost memories? Yes. And uh, I, I'm also convinced after the scene at the picnic table mm-hmm. uh, that Arthur's memory is gone Yeah, at this I wasn't point too. convinced yeah, until around I, there. I was going back and forth. Right. Um, I think each... Um, thing is each dream catcher is a different person, not necessarily a different memory Mm -hmm. since it completely wiped them. Um, so there's, there's that. And because that one had two different memories. Uh-huh. within it so i think it's by person like each one holds a, a person's a memories? different person a specific person it's like she, the 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 thing from harry potter where they yank out the memories and put it in the bowl oh yeah the yeah yeah the fish that's, bowl of the, yeah. i keep wanting to say percival but that's a person who's dead oh uh angel <laughs> says uh also best scooby gang bell robin regina and hook yes hey, so i guess so i guess robin would be shaggy <laughs> Yes. Um, Robin would be Shaggy. Yep. Uh, Hook would be Freddy. Hmm. Um, no, maybe Hook would be Shaggy. Hook would be Shaggy. Robin would be Freddy. Yeah. Regina's... Velma would be Belle. Yeah. And Regina would be Daphne. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That all matches Yeah. Up. Yeah. That works. That but works. But who's Scooby? I don't know. Somebody what role? We better okay. get on to the next point Let's here. try doing that. Okay. Where the heck are Granny and the dwarves. Not in this episode. They made a huge deal over the fact that they were there and they could help. And, and they, the, the they, second tier characters will finally be there. Yes. 
right up front. My name is Grumpy. I speak for the fans. <laughs> Turning Anne Marie down a little more. And they're not there. They're not there anywhere. Like, how did Henry have a date inside Granny's with not a Granny or Dwarf to be seen? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, did we ever, did Granny ever even leave Granny's? No, yeah, I don't I don't think, I don't so. think she was, a, she wasn't in the castle, was she? And where is Zelina? I thought Zelina was going to be in it just because Rebecca Mater mm-hmm. was like all over the Twitter last yeah, night. Yeah, she did, did a big Q&A on Twitter. She always does a big Which, Q&A by the way, uh, we live tweeted for the first <gasps> time did. from our uh, at GF Storybrooke t- Twitter account. Pensive! Yes. So, so uh, we, we didn't like live tweet the entire show. We basically threw out a couple snarky comments every commercial break. Yeah, we only tweet on commercials. But uh, anticipate more of that most likely. More than likely. Uh, so um, follow also, us. <laughs> I need more bumpy in my life. No. Um, and while we're on the subject, where are Maleficent and Lily? How Good did we question. lose two dragons who can't leave Storybrooke? Mm-hmm. And who have like unresolved plot issues too. Yes. Who's the daddy? Yeah. Who's the daddy? Who is the daddy? How are they getting along in their motherly, daughterly thing right. although we did uh speaking of spice curls of evil we yeah. saw that cruella's car is on the market on the market if you're looking for a deal who's yeah, selling went, it though i don't know probably uh one of the dwarves found <laughs> it's it probably a dwarf <laughs> and it totally like, is a dwarf to to fund the next doctoberfest <gasps> doctoberfest but uh, you know what? There, there's no room for secondary characters nope, apparently in not. this world because you know what? Merida's here. <laughs> Merida from Brave, which I still haven't seen. He's going to uh, resist until she's off the show. Yeah, but, uh, you know, for one, you know, fair is fair. I think Amy Manson, who I, I still don't know if I've got conclusive, a conclusive answer yes no, if yeah. uh, she's related to Shirley Manson from mm-hmm. Garbage. They're both Scottish. Uh, but Amy Manson's doing a really good job. I, I enjoy her take on the character. It's not a very wooden performance like some other contemporary Disney characters who have made appearances on the show. Uh, but, you know, I'm not really liking her character mm-hmm. or her storyline in general right now. I don't think we've really gotten her storyline yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've just gotten the very, very tip of it. Yeah. Uh, they're still introducing her I'm because not- so much is going on. I know you just don't. You just don't like it. I'm not liking her place in the storyline. Uh, for, for for one thing, is it just me or has no one else ever been able to resist like the heart taking out like this? She before? wasn't. I don't think she's resisting it. She's trying. She's trying really well, hard. I'm just saying. I don't think I've ever seen anyone even be able to resist a little bit. But yeah. but she keeps like, hey, yeah, what's up with my heart? You know, <laughs> and, and she yeah. she keeps calling Emma out on it. Yeah, and and I just I can't recall another character who was able to do that once someone had had their heart you know maybe that's a sign of her strength it could be it could be but or it's just convenient speaking of her strength though like i mean she's a very strong character she's she's i i I haven't seen the movie but i take it she's a warrior of some type uh to say the very least but i feel like i feel like the, the writers don't have very much faith in people seeing her that way and that they've kind of, they've diminished Rumpelstiltskin and his history and everything that's happened to the character to make her appear stronger. Right. And I think I want to, like I said, I think that betrays a lack of faith in the writers that the character will be seen as a strong character. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's a major disservice to Rumpelstiltskin, one of the best characters on the show, bar none. Yeah. I, and you know, really the character that the, besides Emma, the other character that the show is really built around. 
I and it, it, he's just been so through so much as a character in the hundred some years he's been the dark one and everything. I uh, that I, I I think I don't think it's fair to classify him as a as a coward. Dark one powers or not, I mean, yeah. even though he doesn't have the dark one powers anymore, I I think I think he would be more heroic. You know? Yeah. I I also think it's interesting that uh that. Emma doesn't just heal Rumpel's leg so he can yes, get a leg up, sense. so to speak, on this whole really? hero business. Really? To get a yeah. leg up? Yeah, to get a, to get a leg up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I also think, uh, you know, I love Rumpel's, Rumpel. I love Rumpelstiltskin, but he's he's too serious this season for my taste so far. Yeah. I, you know, since he woke up, he's just been like all dour and he hasn't he hasn't cracked one joke. He hasn't no. cracked. And I'm wondering, but is, I mean, is that part of the dark one thing? Because, you know, dark one Rumpel was always very jovial and ha He was also more confident. Very true. And typically people who are cracking jokes are either really mm-hmm. subconscious or really confident yeah it, it, it did make me think though you know emma is not nearly as jovial and silly as rumple was as the dark one or even a what's his name Z- oh zazu or zazu. zuzu Zuzolo. i don't know he, he was a Yolo. little jokey too Yolo. you know I, I mean he wasn't as jokey as rumple but he was a little jokey no i don't know i don't know the whole chat room was like yeah uh, hope says says will scarlet lived years without a heart because cora wasn't using it yeah but cora wasn't using it like yeah. emma has had married his heart in hand the whole time pretty much yeah uh, but uh, yeah that's a so i'm 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 liking amy manson's portrayal of merida but i'm not liking merida very much and i also think that the writers are kind of uh not doing a great job with her basically and, and hurting other characters to do you that. know do the marketing tie-in that's all which is silly because they didn't really need it yeah exactly they didn't need it last time they needed it okay <laughs> so the block party i don't know why this bothers me so bad but it did they keep talking about needing a dance or a ball to lift everybody's spirit and then they throw a block party that's more like a carnival. Mm-hmm. Well, a block like party a, is supposed to be like burgers and hot dogs and water balloons. Well, that's kind of the modern version of a ball, a bit. No, you know, they could throw. There's you get the whole kingdom together for celebrations and libations and uh, other Asians. They should have just gone to the rabbit hole and shot. <laughs> that would have worked. We but, haven't seen the rabbit hole in a while. No, we haven't, unfortunately. Um, also, how do they throw these things together so quickly and elaborately? I don't know. And why is there mm-hmm. only the nobodies at the party, except at that one picnic table mm-hmm. and riding in a horse? That's it. Everybody else is an invisible character. Uh, Nani in the chat room says, Rumple reverted back to his pre-Dark One persona, which was fearful and downtrodden. Yes, but that doesn't mean that he's lost all the character development Rumple ha- has had in the past many, many dozens of years. Because the reason Rumple was so down in the dumps and down and downtrodden and all yeah. that is because of how his wife leaned on him, how his, how uh, Hook leaned on him, and his reputation within the town. Yeah, these were the contributing factors to when he was him and Bay were uh, hanging out in the shack. Uh, you, you know, that's why he was so down like that. I mean, we saw him going off to the ogre wars. He was going to be brave. He was trying. He he. I mean, he was. Uh, he was ready to fight, and yeah. then the seer told him no, because your family will be in danger, or you'll you'll leave your family alone. And so, so I think uh, while you're right that uh, the Dark One powers probably gave him a lot of confidence and everything. Mm. I, th- I think uh, I don't think it was the biggest part of his character. I think no. it caused his character development, but I don't think taking away the powers should have taken away those fundamental characteristics that he developed over a hundred years, far longer than he lived as the coward in the town, which was just a couple years. Mm. Um, okay. 
We're on to you. Oh, are we? Yeah. Okay. Henry on a date. Henry, yes, uh, Henry's uh, date in the uh, in in Granny's and everything. Just a couple things I wanted to point out here. One, I really love the uh, the soda is a carnival in a can. It reminded me. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Dark Tower series of book by Stephen King. I've been rereading them recently, and uh, Roland the Gunslinger he has a scene like this where he gets his first hit taste of i think it's pepsi and he he drinks it and he's just it's just like three or four paragraphs of like oh my goodness this this is so good the sugar going well he doesn't say sugar because he doesn't know how to express it but he's just like he he gets totally high off this pepsi that's hilarious and you can kind of see that a little bit in violet's reaction to it uh, which Mm -hmm. i thought was kind of fun and uh henry uh just for the record Harold and Maude, not a date movie. No. A little bit too dark for a date. And I, he I, had no choices. I thought it was interesting, though, because what was it? Uh, Harold and Maude and Commando? Yes. I think it was. But I thought it was interesting that his taste in movies reflected the fact that he lived in a town that was trapped in the 80s for, for his entire yeah, like life. That's, yeah, but he lived in New York for a year. Mm-hmm. He did. He, he did. lived in New York City for a year. At the very least, he should have mm-hmm. significantly better taste in music and movies. It's very annoying. But maybe he didn't He didn't have that on his MacBook to sync with his iPod, you know, or his iPad. I, iPhone. 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 That he apparently, Violet, yeah. has one. Mm-hmm. And also, apparently, uh, Violet was aware of where Granny's was even though we've never seen her there no nope. somehow she she there knew was the, no map it was a very thing. simple note that yep. henry left in the in the barn and she knew right where it was well, well i guess her heart that, was in control by emma yeah i guess at that point but it, henry was expecting her to know where right. it was well maybe they had talked about it at some point we don't mm-hmm. know you know lots of unseen scenes all right personality shifts I wonder if Violet's dad is the only person to have such a strong personality shift between worlds. Because everybody else was relatively samesies. Uh-huh. However, you know, he went from telling Henry to basically get lost, he was a loser and he'd never be a hero, to basically going, yes, have fun with my daughter, all because he rescued a horse. Well, the thing was, in in the old land, in Camelot... Yeah, I- the horses were a thing. Yeah, the, well, the reason he reacted that way is the first time he meets Henry, he's swinging a sword around, cutting ho- cutting holes in the floorboards, and yeah. then falls back through the fence. And he's like, I, "I'm in the I'm in the old uh, yeah old land, old world." A- and you know, this guy doesn't seem like a suitable mate for my daughter because you know there's ogres around. Yeah, but but sort of going with that, how did he learn to ride the horse? Those memories Good point. are gone. Good point. I don't know. Maybe it's like a muscle memory kind of thing. I don't know. Did, to ride a horse can, bareback through town into a festival. Can Emma catch muscle <laughs> memories <laughs> in the dream <laughs> catchers? <laughs> I know, but I I think, uh, yeah, I think it was just context uh, of of their first meeting, you know, in the old, in the old world in Camelot, he met this clumsy oaf and and is busting up his barn. And in this world, he meets this heroic young lad coming and returning uh, his pumpkin loving horse to him. (laughs) So weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, so weird. Um, Somebody made me giggle here in a second. Uh, Poke Canada says, I guess Robin and Violet took a cell phone 101 course. (laughs) Yeah. Angel says, I guess Kelly never got those lessons. Yeah, Bobby says there's an adult ed class in Storybook that teaches modern technology, like a learning a- annex kind but of They thing. really should have that. They should, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, one other thing that uh, stuck out to me was, okay, you know how when they were down in Emma's basement and Hook's going to see if he yeah. can pull the sword from the stone and mm-hmm. Regina's like, wait, no. stop. Collaborate and listen. Yeah, it seemed I, – I feel like the only reason they had Regina call Hook off is because – he he's the heroic person who probably could pull the sword from the stone, but they aren't ready to reveal that yet. Like they need to get a couple more oh. 
story beats down the line before they can let Hook try. So they have Regina stop him in his tracks because, I mean, Regina has, you know, magic booby trap mm-hmm. detection-y spells, Which, doesn't she? Which, why did she? she use on the doorknob before, you know, touching it? Very true. Yeah, and she wasn't concerned about booby traps then. She no. was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you're breaking into the Dark One's house. Like, that's not mm-hmm. smart. Also, minor point, how did Belle know uh, that Rumple had been there because of was the ropes? Ropes, uh, ropes they, and a plate of did food. Did they smell like sandalwood, like Rumple's shop or something <laughs> exactly. like that? Like Old Spice? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> These ropes smell, smell of Rumple. He's been here. Uh, Rumple, been here. <laughs> um, swan fire forever. Swan fire forever. Swan fire forever. Nope. Yes. I've He's never, dead. No, I don't it. care. I will never get over it. Okay. Here are all of my points. Hashtag Team Bill Meeks. Hashtag Team Amory. Um, I do not think that we could have had more Neil in this episode had the actor actually been present because mm. every third scene was something relating <laughs> to him. Dream catchers. Oh, but- I will say that po- brief sidestep, uh, Poke Canada brings up a good point. Uh, Henry was learning about horses in the episode where Daniel was reanimated as Frank and Daniel. Frank and Stable Boy. Yeah, but but obviously he didn't retain that since he didn't know about horses when he went to Camelot. He didn't know a lot. He forgot about it. Okay. Um, Dream catchers and their three purposes in this uh, reminds her of Neil Mm -hmm. seeing things that happened in the past in a specific spot and storing people's freaking memories. (laughs) Uh, Bill actually called this a few weeks ago. We don't remember if it was on the show or just in general discussions. Yeah, because we talk. We talk. This is us. This is. Yeah, this is like a. One half of our talking about we've ar- yeah, upon a time. we've already rehashed it. So it might have been it. off the show where, where uh, I where I said, "Hey, maybe those dream catchers." Yeah. yeah, maybe that's where they're storing the memories, and that yeah. was before she had seven hundred and sixty four in an Etsy shop. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> Hook looks a Etsy. little dot com slash dark one. Okay, that was way too funny. Um, Hook looking a bit concerned, probably for multiple reasons, when he discovers there is a dream catcher in Emma's house, seeing as how he even points out, Balefire gave her one of these. You know, th- not mm. this one, but others. Yeah. Um, the Yes song that Henry keeps playing for this, this <laughs> stupid show um, while trying to court Violet is the same song that Neil played for Emma. Which I don't remember that. Was that in the show? Uh, people in the chat room might be able to help us out with that. But but I don't remember ne- that happening in the show. No, because I would remember that song because mm-hmm. it's driving me nuts. I, I'm hoping that someone will come in the chat room here and say, no, it wasn't. The yeah, show. they're probably like, it was a whole episode, Anne-Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They did a um, whole episode and Yes played a live version. Where were you? Um, Violet and Henry bonding over their dead parents. Uh, mm-hmm. And Rumple talking about when he was the dark one, he kept his plans hidden, but everything he did was to find Bay. However, how does that validate everything he has done since uh, Neil died? Well, it doesn't because I mean. Yeah. Well, that was what he was saying yeah. with his pure heart. Mm-hmm. When, when Rumple had direction, he was the dark one, but he he, he had, he had a, something to do. Like you know, once he didn't have that, that tether. Yeah. He kind of went off the rails, man, mm-hmm. like completely off the rails. Like yeah. he, he was being cruel just to be cruel. Mm-hmm. He wasn't being cruel to be kind. Mm-hmm. I, and uh, I, I haven't seen anyone in the chat room say that, you know. Uh, no, was... the song was not in the show. Excellent. Nani Thank would you. know. Thank you very much, Nani. Thank you, Nani. Uh... Anything else from the chat room before we wrap up the main discussion? Uh, Hope, I'm wondering if they're going to show Afterlife, Neil, since they're casting for Hades right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that okay. might be a spoiler. So, sorry. I'm not good at that. I read things. Um, yeah. Just basically be really cool to get Neil back. Uh, there was a song called Charlie's Girl in Tallahassee, Nani says. 
Amy said, now you know how I feel when Bill plays that song. <laughs> Sing me a story. Sing me a rhyme. Yeah, I'm seeing if there's anything else interesting mm-hmm. here. Uh, Once upon a time. Oh, yeah, and they just said that obviously Killian never got the uh, the technology lessons. We already said that. Excellent. Okay. You actually, so, you actually read that one. Arbitrary <laughs> scale. Yeah. Arbitrary scale. Emery, out of 573 Henry Tears, how many Henry Tears do you give this episode? Uh, Go. Um, I'm going to give it 556 Henry Tears. Why? Because I liked it. Mm-hmm. There we go. I liked I liked this episode really went like moving and running and all sorts of craziness. Um... Mm-hmm. You know, there's more questions, but I don't feel let down. Like there's there's good things. However, mm-hmm. where are all my minor characters that you so adamantly decided needed to be present? Yeah, we were promised minor characters. Heck, where are our series regulars? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rebecca made her like. Or where is she even in Storybrooke? Yeah, that was the thing. I was like, what, she was supposed to be a series regular this year, right? And yeah. Not so much. Not so much. Okay, so let's see here. As for me, I'm gonna give it. Uh, Okay, cranky man. I'm going to give it 510 Henry Tears. <gasps> really? That's all? Yeah, 510 I thought you liked Henry it more Tears. than that. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the Meredith stuff yeah, what, yeah. wasn't for me. I'm still I'm still kind of burned by that uh, line from last week's episode, especially with the Meredith stuff. Like, I, I'm okay with not being quite so brave. Uh, but overall, I really liked uh, the, the Merlin reveal, even though he's not old. I, and that she should be probably. Um, and, and I'm intrigued. But being a tree is good for your skin. What? What, what kind what of was explanation? That, that was In, awful. That yeah, was awful. Exactly. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But it, I'm, I'm very looking forward to learning more about the filling in those last couple little gaps in the flashbacks and seeing where we go moving forward. Let's see. We've got Bobby with 567 tears. Hope with 400 of Henry's tears. Marshall's giving it 565. In Dreamcatchers. In Dreamcatchers. Sorry. Uh, Angel 516. Where did I go? Five sixteen. Uh, Patty's age of birth three hundred and forty two. Um, <laughs> Nani five hundred and seventy. Uh, Poke Canada five hundred and forty four. Hey, who said you could change the scale? It's not pumpkins eaten by Nicodemus. Yeah, it's Henry Tears. Henry's Poke Tears. Canada. I, I well, Poke Canada is still pretty new. This is so, this so is, yeah. it, it's understandable. It's uh, understandable. But uh, yeah, it it uh, should be. Oh, uh, Wait, who's Agnes? What's that? Who's Agnes? I'm not sure. Nani, who's Agnes? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, was Nicodemus the name of the, the owl horse. in Disney's Sword in the Stone? Yeah, I think it might have been. Oh. I think it might have been. I, I'd have to look. Yes, it was. No, or maybe it was Archimedes. Maybe that was it. Mm. Hold on. Hold on. This is called Let Us Google. Oh, Archimedes. Owl in Archimedes, Sword Nicodemus. Oops, times three. <laughs> We're Googling. We're G- Archimedes. Archimedes. It was Archimedes. Well, look up was Nicodemus anything in Sword in the Stone while you're, you know, Googling things. So, well, Nicodemus and Sword in the Stone. Uh, I thought we made up our own scales. Haha, <laughs> no, Poke Canada will tell you the scale. You just give us the number. Um, not that I'm seeing. Yes, Amy, we saw the t- 10 out of 15 evil dream catches. Oh, Agnes is Lily. Oh, okay. okay. See, because she's not in the show, I don't even think about it. <laughs> um, somebody actually pointed out earlier that um, okay, okay, guy, everybody's 
yell at him. Um, uh, what's her face who plays Maleficent and I guess Agnes? Uh, we're not available for the first half of the season. Oh, for interesting. Filming. So I don't think these are even. It's That's a shame. That is a shame, isn't it? Definitely. Okay. There so now, time oh, for she the just news. announced the news. Okay, first up, the ratings. ABC's Once Upon a Time held steady at a 1.6 for the third straight week. Now, there have been rumors that Once Upon a Time was going to be canceled. We, we still think that Once Upon a Time is probably going to end at the end of the season, but I don't think it's going to be canceled. I think it's going to go They're going to go out on their own decisions. Go out on top. But Adam did say that uh, the series is in no danger of being canceled. Uh, yeah, I saw that somewhere. Yeah, um, it, I think it was the um, mm-hmm. ratings Grim Reaper thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're still thinking personally uh, that this is probably it. They're probably going to come to a natural end. Yeah, uh, at, at the end of this season, yeah. uh, but I, there's no in danger. They're not in danger of it being canceled or anything yeah. like that. So just to say, show you say that uh, out there because that was a big thing yesterday i saw on twitter oh, really? yeah yeah it was pretty big i feel like i missed it <laughs> so uh now we'll go ahead and watch the trailer for the bow and the bear uh, as soon as i get it framed up here there we go okay the bow and the bear we'll put an arrow through her heart Your the job bear i'm I th- i'm the, guessing it's that from has some, yeah, it, it, it's, it's from brave from brave it's Rumpel and Bell are reunited. Reunited. Bell and I, an arrow are reunited in the head. And then there's a big CGI bear. Um, is that supposed to be Merida? I don't know. I bear, can't see it. Is it Merida? Um, I There's people wanting the bear to be Merida because then that's going to make her magical too. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Uh, Berita. Berita the bear. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I, there's all sorts of like yelling at, about yesterday and the cancellation. Yeah. Thing. Uh, basically, uh, Hope, Hope says uh, Jennifer Morrison misspoke in an interview and had to go back and say it wasn't going to be canceled. And so. Adam said there's no plans for cancellation. Amy thinks there's a season six. And um, I guess Agnes, like I said, just announced that she was pregnant yesterday. Oh, wow. So, um, but she's also on another show. Okay. So that would be the problem. But w- when you're done next week watching Bo and the Bear, you know, he, there's a bear there. So get away from the bear. Get away from the bear. Get away from the bear. Uh, find a loved one. Break their heart. Collect their tears. Email them to us. Greetings from Storybrook at gmail.com. Tweet us at GF Storybrook. Facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. And you can actually call in tears now. It's a new technology. You can call <laughs> Again, that's 424-274-2352. I will have a jar of everyone's tears on my desk next week. Excellent. Okay. Okay, and first up, as usual, is Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Hey, Bill and Amory, it's Bobby. Hey. All right, so you've asked us to keep these voicemails shorter. I'm going to do my best because I have so much to say about last night's episode. Um, All right, so I like what they've done with the season so far, but last night's episode was just great. I thought, um, usually it's like Regina and Rumpel, you know, uh, Lana Perea and Robert Carlyle that really bring the character work when needed. But last night, Jennifer Morrison more than stepped up. I thought she Mm -hmm. did an awesome job of portraying like two, three, four different sides of the same character. Uh, she's just doing great of showing, showing like Emma's slowly slipping into darkness and like liking it, you know? I mean... When she uh, showed, um, I'm sorry. When she, when she was bringing Merlin back, you, you know, and she using her powers to do it, you could just see her getting into it. And then when she was done, she was just like standing there, all bad, like, yeah, yeah, I did that. Uh, just, just awesome. 
Uh, and then again in Storybrooke, uh, you know, those sides of the character, uh, you can see that, you know, there's something more there. There's something that she's up to. Like we've said from the beginning, there's more to this, uh, especially when Meredith said to Rumple, you know, uh, we have to get you to be a hero or you're never going to take down Emma. Mm-hmm. Like, so Emma's training, telling Merida to train Rumple to take down Emma. I, there's definitely something there. I just love how mysterious everything is. Oh, oh God. This episode did uh, <laughs> such a good job of like answering so many questions, but then make, leaving us with so many questions to, mm-hmm. to ask, mm-hmm. like what's up with uh, Corella's car? And how much is it? Who's selling it? And how much is it? Because, like, that car is pretty pimp. Uh, $101. What's up with Violet? I don't think she's shady. I never really thought that. We now know she's not uh, Arthur and Guinevere's daughter. But but do they just issue cell phones to everyone, like, as soon as they come into Storybrooke? Is there, like, a secret cell tower that was embedded in the curse? Because, like, she's been there for, like, what, two weeks She's from this storybook or uh, storybook or not even storybook legendary kingdom of lore, and now she's texting Henry, "Hey, sup, sup? Yeah, um, sup, dude? I, think I don't know. He texted Just her sup. Caught, found that a little but off. Either way, weird. I, I don't know." And, yeah, I could just go on and on about this episode. This episode was so great. Oh, what's up with Granny and the dwarves? I mean, (laughs) what was the point of... I know I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to keep mentioning it. What was the point of even, like, having Grumpy give that big speech if they're just, like, going to ignore it? Because we're, like, five episodes in and still, like I said, haven't heard from them, no mention of them. Maybe they're the ones that are behind all of this. Maybe they're the ones that screwed everything up. It's not Johanna did it. It's Granny and Grumpy did it. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, like I said, I could go on. Oh, and what about the vault? I love how all the dark or evil people have vaults, and Emma's not left off that list. Because she may not be collecting hearts, but she's collecting memories and dream catchers. I love that imagery. I love... I, I'm just going to stop. I, I keep going on about this episode. I loved this episode. Um, so out of 27 Dreamcatcher Feathers, I'm going to give it 24. Um, I, like I said, I did love this episode, but it was by no means perfect. There were definitely some things they could have improved upon. Um, but yeah, just really loved this episode. Can't wait to hear what you guys thought. Thank you very much, Bobby. Ooh. And I, I will say that uh, I, I have noticed a lot of our our constant listeners like Michael Lucero, mm-hmm. Bobby, others like Hope uh, are constantly having car problems. I have been there. Yep. I feel you. We're totally uh, on that. Mm-hmm. We, we'll, we'll try and call up some dwarves and see if we can get you a good deal on Corollas. Hi ho, hi ho, hi ho! It's off to buy a car. We go. No, least needed for. Actually, I better be quiet. I'll summon my children. Yes, definitely. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see here. You want to read this next one from Patty? Sure, from Patty. Hey, Bill and Anne Marie. Last night's episode was interesting and did open a variety of discussion topics. But from the various choices, in order to save on time, I decided to narrow my choices down to two topics that I felt stood out. First, let me say I wanted to say that Emma did to Henry was wrong on so many levels. There isn't an excuse that can be given which can justify her actions since taking her son's crushes 
enchanted heart and forcing her to break his heart in order to get an ingredient needed to break a stranger's curse is terrible especially if they haven't explored other methods that can be used to break merlin's curse and even if it wasn't that doesn't give her the right to interfere with the relationship at the same time i also wanted to mention that i am extremely annoyed to hear them use brave reference again (laughs) and this is not counting how it's been used uh no offense purposely upsetting someone into fighting by making them angry by no means should ever be used as the basis of a true act of bravery um there are times where someone would use this method in order to justify their reasons for responding and an excess amount of violence since there would purposely insult or upset the other party into throwing the first punch by insulting them admittedly this moment did make it difficult to watch the episode cursing at the tv sincerely patty thank you very much patty shango shango and i uh, i people uh were talking about uh modes of transportation in the chat room i just did my scooter face because i ride a uh, scooter to work these days scooter What's the price to scoot? Michael Lucero, take it away. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, it's Michael. Um, I really liked this episode. I thought it was pretty strong. Uh, One of the strongest this season since the uh, premiere. Uh, I totally called the uh, that parallel between Cora and Emma uh, that happened this uh, this episode. Uh, I knew it as soon as uh, Violet was associated with stables that something was going to happen where uh, Henry's heart was broken because of something Emma would do, uh, (laughs) considering it uh, his best interest. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. I liked how they pulled that off a lot. Uh, I thought it was weird that they explained Merlin's uh, youth by saying that, oh, being a tree is good for your skin or whatever line they used. Uh, Since they already have the lore from Arthurian legend saying that Merlin ages backwards, it would have been so much cooler if they had actually used that Instead of just uh, making up some magic mumbo jumbo or whatever, being a tree, I don't know. <laughs> but um, I thought I thought it was really good. I thought it was, uh, there's they're definitely laying a lot of contrasts between Regina and Emma, saying things like um, having Regina say lines that Emma would have used in past seasons, and uh, having Emma do a very morally. Um, questionable things that Regina would have done in past uh, seasons, such as um, using, and not just using, but engineering uh, his son, her own son's heartbreak uh, just to get uh, some kind of magical goal that she had achieved. Um, so I think it's interesting, uh, now that Merlin's out of the tree, I wonder what's going to happen next and uh, uh, how or whether he's going to be able to fight the Dark One at all. And I really hope we get some Dark One history pretty soon. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear what you all think. Uh, take care and I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Yeah, I'm very excited to see that original uh, Dark One. You yeah. fi- find out the whole story about how the, the original Dark One power uh, first came to be. Because I, I think, if I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, uh, it was implied earlier that Merlin had something to do with the creation of the original Dark One, too. So yeah. should be interesting to see. Uh, next up, Other Anne-Marie. Take it away. Whee! Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. It's Other Anne-Marie calling in for greetings from Storybrooke. To be really honest, I think I probably will need a rewatch. I'm, I'm not so sure about this episode. I, I kept being distracted with other things, so it means that I was bored, I guess. Oh, no. Um, I do feel that Emma is becoming more and more like Rumpelstiltskin, just the way how she's manipulating. In, in her mind, I get it. It's all for the, the better and the good and the, for the family. And 
it's it sounds just very much like Rumble and just the whole setup with the way that she and Henry were um were the entire episode to be honest. It threw me back to Rumble Stilskin and Neil, especially with Mr. Gold acting mm-hmm. like the coward that he was in season one. It was a very big throwback and of course the dream catches and everything. To be really honest, I'm just going to go and listen to see what you have to say because I don't really have a lot more to say about this. Bye. <laughs> Thank you very much, Other Anne-Marie. And yeah, I think that's probably the most negative uh, yep. Yep. We, we, we've got about it. Other Anne-Marie is also sick. Yes. So she may have interpreted things differently. Definitely. Okay, that's you want to read this one from Ash? Okay. All right. Hey, Anne and Bill. Holy shack full of dream catchers. The Bay Neal name drops. Um, I can't... My heart, but also about darn time. Um, and Henry, you and Gramps need to continue your night lessons, methinks. Um, and he has a pony. He knows horses. That Emma, Henry, it's such a team up made me happy. Happy. <laughs> happy. Uh, Merida and the gang are dungeon and shop raiders. Oh, Henry and Merida are both very resourceful. Obligatory bear joke. Hashtag something worth fighting for. Indeed. Uh-oh. Emma and Rumple switching places. Hugs them all and sniffles. Um, really loves Merlin's Arthur Smackdown. The dark and light magic. Hmm. <laughs> Balance of the force action needed, maybe. And all the pot call in the kettle black, too. Gonna give this one eight and a half memory stones in a dream catcher. Cheers and hugs, Ash. Thank you, Ash, as Hi, always. Uh, next up is Hoops. Take it away, Hoops. Uh, Two parter. Hi, Bill and Aunt Marie. This is Tony calling. Um, well, my thoughts on this episode was really great. Um, I'm lacking, I'm really starting to actually like the, uh, the Camelot, uh, arc. And, uh, I just wanted to share with you guys just a few things that I did like. I'm starting to like on how the, the uh, switch is going between Emma and, and Regina. So basically, you know, how they're having them on the, uh, you know, the, uh, different, the, the, like, uh, different sides, basically. So, I really like on how on how everything is seeming like you know um, like every like like they are against each other uh, and how things are like switched up again you know um, between them. So um, I'm also I thought what what, what was kind of funny and what was kind of sad was uh, how how they had a uh, Corella's car on sale <laughs> for like for not on sale but first but on for sale. I thought that was kind of really sad. Um, it kind of makes you think that, you know, on how the uh, show is kind of putting the um, Queens of Darkness or the uh, the uh, the uh, Spice Girls of Evil, uh, as how Bill <laughs> will put it, <laughs> um, basically behind them and everything. So I also like for the fact that Henry is starting to mature and, and getting in, into uh, getting into a relationship type um, uh, type of scenarios on the show as well. And uh, it was, I thought it was a really, like, a really good plot twist on how Emma basically took Violet's heart and basically had and, uh, her, had her break Henry's heart in order to free Merlin. I love for the fact that actually that we did not wait all all half season, or I don't know how the, how, how this is going to go if they're still going with the half season stuff. So I really like how we weren't, you know, having to wait to free him at the end of the season or or by next half season or, or anything like that. So I really like on how we uh, get to see Merlin finally coming out from tree form to human form. So I really like that. 
Um, and I also liked on how they went back in the flashback that, um, um, back to the past to see, you know, him getting captured by the Dark One and to um, get him turned into a tree with his tear. Um, now, my thing is, my question is for you guys, if you guys talk about this, I didn't know that they had the uh, dream catchers basically as a kind of a, a kind of a dark magic thing. I always thought it was a light magic thing as when, as when it was first used back in season two when Emma was just starting. Oh, there he got oh. cut off. Hold on. I think I, I, oh, I accidentally closed his thing. Hold on oh. one sec. Oh, to, now you got to find where you were. To get the, well, to get the question. Hi, Dylan Emily. This is Tony Coley back again. I guess ah, my voice was yes. just a little bit too long because of all the uh, good points that I thought were good in the show. <laughs> so basically just a recap. Um, I was reflecting on how, on how they were, um, on how we were discovering Merlin's backstory. Um, I also like the uh, similarities with parenting between Emma and Regina on how their lives are pretty similar back to when they were younger, you know, and, and, and into their younger days. So um, with this episode, I really loved it, and I thought it was a great concept this, this week, and hopefully it got good ratings. So and I'm always hoping for the best, and if there's one thing this show has always taught us is to have hope. But um, at the end... My arbitrary skill is going to be 10 out of 10 Merlin trees, like <laughs> trees of Merlin. <laughs> um, really hope you guys uh, thought good uh, topics on the show and can't wait to hear it. Thanks. Bye. I love the irony. Oh, hold on. Wait, 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 hold wait. on, Woo. Hold on, Woo. One second. Amy P. had, had, had a crazy theory. Anne-Marie, read it up. Crazy, random, never going to happen theory of the night. Merlin's girlfriend was the dark one who turned him into a tree. I give this episode 10 out of 15 evil dream catchers. The episode was good. Was not a real fan of Coward Rumple. Okay, and uh, next up is a letter from Marshall. Marshall says, wow, that was a really good episode. This season hasn't had a really bad episode yet. Uh, we are uh, way better off than we were last year. Uh, where do I begin? I really enjoyed seeing Merlin's memories at the beginning. I think either the original Dark One was uh, that darn blue fairy mm-hmm. or somehow, somehow, or the person uh, Merlin was talking about what, that he loved was blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has to be involved in this somehow. True. I, I'm glad that Emma realized Snow and Charming were under that Sans curse thing right away. Mm-hmm. I, I was worried that the whole plot might get drawn out. I can't believe that everyone forgot about the security mm-hmm. cameras in the sheriff's office. Yeah, that's a complaint. I've heard, quite I've a heard bit. that a lot, but maybe they didn't hook them back up after the Zelina thing. Could be. You know, Could be. that's something. I, I was so sure that the writers wouldn't forget that plot point, for the fans remembered it immediately. Uh, now let's talk about Henry and Violet. I was very sad for Henry when Violet told him she didn't like him in Camelot. The revelation that Henry's tear was the tear they needed to free Merlin fit very well for me originally. But then we find out Emma made Violet tell Henry off. I mean, she was doing it for the good of the mission, but a mother should not try to control their son's love. All of the, all this power is starting to get to Emma. Also, when Emma let it slip that in Camelot they freed Merlin uh, to Regina at the end, it seemed like she really didn't want to tell her that. Mm-hmm. What happened between all of them in Camelot? Mm-hmm. It still remains There's to be seen, the right? Uh, where is Merlin and why is Emma keeping it a secret that Arthur is evil? Well, there's a new tree in town. I have no clue. On a side note, where was uh, 
Emma keeping it, or sorry, where was Selena this episode? She really hasn't uh, been in this season too much, even though she's a series regular. Uh, Robin Hood hasn't been doing lots of things either. He's kind of been standing there, right? Uh, yeah. Just uh, in various scenes. I don't think the writers quite know what series regular means, especially after the tra- tragedy of Will Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Out of 334 Peter Peter Pumpkin Eaters, I give the episode 330 Pumpkin Eaters. I loved that, by the way. Peter Peter Pumpkin mm-hmm. Eaters, Pumpkin Stand. And and then uh, Marshall also has something here uh, concerning some spoilers, which I think we're going to go ahead and skip for time and for content, just because uh, we don't want to so spoil anybody spoiling. more than we already have. Yeah, accidentally. Whoops. Definitely. Sincerely, uh, Marshall, your 13-year-old listener. Thank you very much, Marshall. Wasn't it bedtime? Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, woo. <laughs> woo! Take it away, woo! I love the irony of this episode. I love the irony of Regina and Emma in particular. Remember back at the end of season one, one of the best cliffhangers they had was Emma telling Regina she was going to get Henry back and Regina was going to get everything she had coming to her. I feel that the scene on the porch at the end of the episode was a reprise of that scene. And it's interesting, everything Emma has ever told Regina about doing the right thing and trying to look at life as a glass half full and always having hope is kind of biting Emma in the butt. Because it's interesting how the roles have changed and it doesn't feel forced and it feels totally natural when it was revealed when Emma what Emma did to further her own cause back in Camelot my jaw was on the ground I could not believe <laughs> Emma would stoop that low to hurt Henry just to further her own cause I was totally aghast and I was totally disgusted but the writers I feel needed to do this just to show the part of Emma does not want to let go of the Dark One power. And I can understand why she doesn't want to let it go. Because for the first time let in her go. life, she's empowered. She's What's in complete that? control of her life. And she doesn't need a man or her family to save her. And I completely understand why she wouldn't She wouldn't want to let that go. But I felt so badly for Henry. Jared, Gil- Jared Gilmore had so much good material to work with. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for him that he got a good storyline this season. I give this episode eight pumpkins out of eight. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, Wu. And uh, we'll wrap it up here with some quibbles and bits from Twitter. Uh, Adam Rantula says, Emma and Henry uh, couldn't could have seen Brave on DVD while they were in New York during or before the Oz arc. Uh, th- th- some thoughts on Chekhov's goo from last week. All right. Uh, at the Powell family, I think Merlin detached his dark side and attached it to Nimue and he couldn't kill his love. Each time the dark one gets attached to a person, it adds their darkness to its own. That's why Rumpel has a white heart now. But people need both dark and light end game is everyone volunteering to take a piece of the dark one to end it they are both i like I that. Love that i love that idea definitely I thank you it. at the powell family yes. and finally uh santiago kathy says i hope merida is the one who turns into the bear would be a nice twist hashtag ruby bear uh Ru- ruby plus merida mm-hmm. that that'd be fun you two shapeshifters on a what team rubida rubida no, that's a little excessive rubida merity <gasps> merity i like it merity but I, I guess we're gonna find it all. I guess we'll find out, out, won't we? Next week, eight uh, thirty p.m. EST on Mondays is when we record this show. Mm-hmm. Or you can send in all of your tears. I want tears, happy people. tears and sad tears, literal tears, not salt water, like not saline, not solution. saline or salt water. Hope tastic. Greetings from Storybrook at gmail dot com. 
At DS Storybrook on Twitter. Facebook is <laughs> facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. You can pick up a greetings from Storybrook t-shirt, flask, <laughs> etc. Greetings from Storybrook.com slash support. Uh, now, and okay. we want to thank all of our chatters. Uh, so Angel many chatters. And Nani and Marshall and uh, Poke Canada. All sorts of people over there. So love many it, people. Love it. Love it. Love it. And as uh, spoiler on the screen. Spoiler okay. on the screen. Emery, where can people find you online? Hi, you can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, you can follow all of the podcasts we do, including the one that's ending this Thursday, 8 30 p.m. Last one. Uh, universebox.com. The live stream is live.universebox.com. Which you know that because you're here now. And if you want to read the fairy tale I wrote, yeah. uh, I'd like to sing it note for note, bit.ly, King Sparrow, The Trials of King Sparrow. Wow. Okay. I and I think that about wraps it up. So uh, join us next. I uh, know yeah, for more. No, until next time. Until next time. Greetings, Greetings from, from Storybrook. Wow, we haven't done that in a while. No. Another episode!